Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the world. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscroft Show. Here's your host... That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And I am currently in a series of podcast episodes where I am doing my best to introduce you guys to the other speakers that I have invited to share my stage for the Free the Dream Conference that is coming up on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. September 7th, 8th, and 9th in Franklin, Tennessee. It is going to help you unleash, free that dream inside of you. That that thing that you know you really are called to, but you just can't seem to figure out how to live that dream out in your day-to-day life in such a way that you experience the abundance of joy happiness, fulfillment, margin in your life with the ability to to actually live out your priorities, putting your family and your health and faith and fitness and all that other stuff in its proper place, doing the work you feel most called to do in this world and getting paid extremely well to do it. It's living the dream. If you are not consistently living the dream day by day or in a constant progression towards that goal, then I encourage you, come to Free the Dream. Now, in the most recent episode before this one, I believe you guys heard from my great friend, John C. Morgan. He has made a living doing some absolutely awesome work as a George W. Bush impersonator. If you haven't listened to that episode, you can go back. I think it was episode 551, if I'm not mistaken. It's the one right before this one. But anyway, in today's episode, I'm not doing a conversation with this speaker who's going to be on the stage. But instead, I am going to be sharing something, actually two things, very exciting that, that I'm, I, I'm super excited to share them with you. And the speaker that I'm featuring today, that I want to introduce you to today, if you are not already aware of her, it is somebody that I love more than any other person on this planet and it is my wife, Stephanie Ravenscraft. Now, though, for those of you who do not know my wife uh, and don't know our backstory, I'll just briefly tell you that Stephanie and I have been podcasting together on a weekly basis since December 2005. She actually was with me from the very beginning Uh, We started out with the Lost podcast, and I think we did like, what was it, 161 episodes of that show. We did the Grey's Anatomy fan podcast, launched that shortly after that, the Desperate Housewives fan podcast. By the way, 
you could still find today, if you go to twilightsagapodcast.com, we did a podcast episode where, or we did a podcast for the Twilight Saga where we covered in review our thoughts about every chapter of every book in the Twilight Saga. And I think we also covered every movie as well. That's at twilightsagapodcast.com or you can look up Twilight Saga Podcast in your uh, podcast directory. There are all the episodes there. We also did Hunger Games Podcast. So you can go to hungergamespodcast.com and we did the same thing, although I don't think we finished all the movies. We watched all the movies, but I I think we just stopped covering them. Uh, We weren't huge fans of them. But anyway, you could look up Hunger Games Podcast from Cliff and Stephanie Ravenscraft. Uh, We did Family from the Heart at familyfromtheheart.com, or you can look up the podcast Family from the Heart in your podcast directory. Stephanie and I did Family from the Heart probably close to 500 episodes. Maybe I'm exaggerating. I don't know. But anyway, we we did that show weekly for 10 years together. And Stephanie has has actually done a few of her own solo podcasts. She did another podcast with a friend of hers for years. So Stephanie is no stranger to creating content, and it's all been a part, most of it's been a part of doing content with me. She's done a couple little solo projects here and there, but just kind of just, we had this massive community. We had friends and fans who were loyal followers of what we were doing in the entertainment podcast side of things. And Stephanie put her her voice out into the world just saying, this is what my life is like. This is what's going through my mind. These are the things that I'm thinking of. This is my, it, it, it's kind of like a vlog, if you will, or but it's not in video. She just did a little audio journal uh, from time to time in some various different podcasts. It used to be called Full-Time Mom and Anyway, so she's had her own podcast in the back in the past, and the important thing to know about Stephanie is the fact that I left my career in insurance to pursue my own full time employment. It was absolutely her fault that I did so, if you will. It is. It is. She is the one who pushed me over the edge to make the decision. She's the one who encouraged me. Stephanie Ravenscraft, my wife, is the one who said, listen, I know I'm a stay-at-home mom. I know we just bought this house. I know we just became debt-free, but here's what I will tell you. This is absolutely what you must do. You know this is what God is calling us to. There There is no turning back. This is what we have to do. This is what you have to do. You have to go in, put in your 90-day notice, put this day job behind you, and go and do what you know God is calling you to do to make this happen full time. There's no doubt in my mind that this is the right decision. She's the one who convinced me. Now, um, I will tell you that that took a lot of sacrifice. It took a lot of... um, it, it, I've told my story in the past about how in 2008, when in my first year of building this business, after leaving my career in insurance, I started January 1st, 2008. I did not take a single day off work until after nine months of building this business. And I worked seven days a week and I was working 12 to 14 hours per day. It was around the clock. Essentially, my wife became a stay-at-home mom. She almost—it was almost as if she were a widow that she she had lost her husband to this work. That that may be a stretch because we were doing quite a bit of podcasting together and stuff like that. But but outside of creating content for business pursuits and 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 doing what we were doing. 
we, I, I wasn't, I, I was this backup parent that kind of just was in the background and, and not even that I was on, on call very often, if you know what I mean. And so 2008 was also not just margin, lacking of margin in, finan- in, in time, but it was also lacking in margin in finances. Uh, those of you who have heard my story, I, the, I didn't have any experience in business. And as a result of uh, just working around the clock at the end of my first year, by the time the year was over, the business had paid for all of its overhead. It paid for all of its server costs. It even paid for the cost of the CPA to do our taxes and, and our all that other stuff that goes along with that. It paid for all of its its own expenses and even paid for health insurance for our family because that would that was in that was considered to be a business expense. But when it came to writing a paycheck to myself, when it came to bringing home pay from the business to pay for things like the mortgage and groceries and and utilities and all that other stuff for our personal needs, uh, well, when it came to all of those things, quite frankly, at the end of 2008, our first year in me doing this full time around the clock, I made $11,000 net income at the end of that first year. And so it was not easy. There was so much that we cut out of our lives. We lived like poor people because quite frankly, we became very poor. And and it's an interesting story about how we made it through and how God actually got us through all of those times. And, And there was, believe it or not, there was never a time when our bills went unpaid. And it, by the grace of God, we made it through that year. And of course, today, I love doing what I do today because I help people avoid that kind of struggle. There is no knowing everything I know. If I knew then everything I know now, there's no way I would have needed to struggle in the way that I did back then. But I didn't know me today back then to get all this advice from. And so that's why I love what I'm doing today to help people in their first few years of business to, to avoid a lot of the lack of clarity with so much, so much work around the clock uh, with very little return on that investment. So anyway, but this isn't about me. This is about Stephanie. So here's what I'm, here's what I'm sharing with you today. I'm sharing with you two different podcast episodes from Stephanie Ravenscraft, her solo podcast, which by the way, she just recently, well, we also uh, just recently made the decision to shut down our weekly Family from the Heart podcast. If you want to learn why, you can go to familyfromtheheart.com or you can go look up the Family from the Heart podcast in your favorite podcast directory and when you, and just go subscribe to it, listen to the final episode, and it'll explain to you why we ended that show after, after actually after more than 10 years, I think. But anyway, so we ended that weekly show. I now do this as my only podcast that I produce every single week, and Stephanie had the intention of launching her very own podcast. And she did just a couple weeks ago. In fact, I just uh, finished editing episode number nine, which will come out this coming Monday, which I think is June 18th. But you're going to get to hear it here earlier. Actually, no, wait, this is actually going to come out after because I'm recording this ahead of time. Anyway, I'm batch processing some of these episodes because I'm doing interviews. and, And this one, of course, is not an interview, but I'm actually featuring 
all of my speakers, I'm actually doing all of these interviews and conversations with my speakers within a 10-day period of time. And so, and there, I think there are eight other speakers that are speaking or seven other speakers that are speaking at Free the Dream. And so I'm recording many weeks worth of podcasts in advance. That's what's going on here. But what you're about ready to hear, I, I want to tell you, first and foremost, Stephanie has her own podcast. And I encourage you guys to go subscribe to it. But don't take my word for it. You're going to get to hear two different episodes from Stephanie's solo podcast. It's called Thriving Mosaic. By the way, if you want to find out why it's called Thriving Mosaic, you will need to go subscribe to the podcast and listen to episode 001. All right? The great news is Stephanie's podcast episodes, unlike mine, they're short. <laughs> so she, she, on average, runs about 15 minutes in per, per episode. Uh, so that, that's probably a, a, a good bonus for you if you're looking for a show that doesn't obloviate. Is that even a word? And is it the appropriate word? That does, that she's not long-winded like her husband. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, but there are two different episodes. I'm going to share with you episode number eight first and then episode number nine. Episode number eight, the one that you are about to hear right now is an episode where Stephanie shares what life was like for her in 2008. From her perspective, what was 2008 like when it comes to our relationship, our marriage, her life. Because um, from my perspective, I'm thinking, did did Stephanie even know that I existed then? I, I know it sounds crazy. I have some weird ideas and feelings and emotions tied to 2008. It wasn't easy, but Stephanie was still very much involved in our biz- in in my day to day life. She was podcasting with me, like I said. We were doing accounting together once a month, uh, and and we had lots of conversations and. Quite frankly, I remember lots and lots of crying sessions. And I think what Stephanie, Stephanie may have mentioned this in her episode as well. The interesting things, there were times when emotionally I broke down into tears. And there were times when, when, and when Stephanie would emotionally break down in tears. But interestingly enough, we never broke down in tears and had some, some, some sort of doubt or fear or anxiety that overcame us. At the same time, that it, it anyway. Well, I'm not going to give too much away. I have my own thoughts about 2008. Maybe if maybe that might be a topic for another time. But here is Stephanie's podcast, Thriving Mosaic, episode number eight of her show, where she shared what 2008, the first year of our business, was like for her from her perspective. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Thriving Mosaic. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And today I'm going to answer a question that I actually, um, I think my husband thinks about a lot, but I don't really, it, it really, it never crosses my mind, like ever. <laughs> so um, when Cliff does his next level workshops, he talks a lot about the beginning of this business. And 
all of that would be from his perspective, what it was like to work constantly and, you know, wonder how he was going to provide. And, you know, he has this long list. And, you know, if you're listening to this now, I'm sure you can tell I don't sit in on that session. I'm just kind of like guessing what he says. Um, But in in the preparation for these next level workshops and and this material, it's got his mind thinking, what was 2008 like from my perspective? And I can tell you, again, listen, I never think about 2008, ever, whether that's because I'm blocking a dramatic event from my mind or because I was so busy, I have no memory of it. Um, I, I don't know. But I never sit down and think, hmm, what was that like for me? Because it's gone and it's past and I don't need to think about it right now or ever. Well, right now I do because... I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of what I can vaguely remember of what 2008 was like for me. And so I'm going to tell you Cliff, Cliff did the the question prompts for this. So I'm reading right off of I'm reading right off of a, of a prompter because really I don't have thoughts about 2008, but I'm going to answer his questions that that he's come up with. Um, how did you feel about zero income for nine months? So let me explain that before he left insurance, we were already living um, from a, a month ahead. So he would keep all of his paychecks from, we'll use um, December because he left in December and we started in January. So he would lo- use, save all of his checks from the month of, of December. And then that would be our income that we would spend um, on our January budget. And that's how we had been living for years. And it worked for us. It really did. So in January of 2008, we lived off of his salary from December of 2007, his last month in insurance. So January wasn't a problem. Well, we had that figured out that in February, no, in February, we we lived off of the Christmas bonus that he received from his last um, year in in insurance. And in March, we had it planned out to live off of our um, income tax return. And that was, I, I got it. I, I do know that that's three months. I, I know that all by myself. So that covered the first three months, but then going into April, we had no idea how we were going to make money, how um, we were going to pay our bills or feed our kids or any of that. So going from what was a considerably very, very cushy income to zero income was very difficult, very difficult, and had a huge learning curve in how to say no all the time. And it wasn't just no to the kids and it wasn't just no to myself. Sometimes it was no to Cliff who, you know, seemingly lives in his own little world down here. He's down here in his bubble and it was a different down here at the time, but it was still down here. And that that's how we refer to Cliff's office because we keep him in the basement down there. He just go down there and stew and, you know, nobody needs to know he's there until he, you know, needs to come up and make himself known. And, um, and so, so the, it was a big learning curve in going from having a very nice income to having zero income at all. And just the things that we had to change or um, 
I'll use the word sacrifice to to build and to make to make this um, work. I knew from the moment I told him to quit his job that it was the right decision, and I knew that whatever we had to do to support that, what okay within reason, um, whatever we had to do to support that um, was what we were going to do. So there there were no candy bars, you know, in the checkout. There was I remember walking past um, a huge box of matchbox cars in the middle of the aisle at Kroger and the team, the, the manager of the store and the, um, and his team were standing around the box, having a meeting, actually talking about how that box was there to, you know, as kids who are, you know, throwing tantrums at the at the end because you start over at the produce and you go all the way through the store like a little maze rat that you are until you get over to the dairy and then right after you leave the dairy you get the um you know that's where the box of matchbox cars um what was sitting and he talked about you know how it's there for all of the kids who are throwing tantrums because at that point their mom will give them anything and like clearly you don't know anything about moms because if my kid's throwing a tantrum i'm leaving my whole cart of groceries sitting here and i'm leaving like you don't know anything um but uh, so there were no matchbox cars there were no little you know all of those little things that they put in the checkout to entice you to grab like on your way out um None of that, none of that's coming. You know, we had at that point in time already um, established our weekly eat out night. Well, we didn't have any more weekly eat out nights. We we were eating in and we weren't eating good. So um, th- there was there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of hamburger helper, which I despise because I actually had to eat some of that growing up and I was very, very hurt in the heart to have to feed that to my kids um and let me tell you it wasn't because it's nasty because there are some flavors that I still think I would like today but um we ate it so frequently as kids that I just said I would never feed that to my kids hands down I've been a parent for 18 years and my kids have never eaten bologna ever and that is simply because I couldn't stand it anymore. I can't. I can't take it. So anyway, um, they they might try it one day and absolutely love it, but I I couldn't handle it anymore. So I never fed it to them. Um, a lot of things had to change. A lot of things had to change in our spending to to go from having money and not that we had money but we we had you know we had some spare change to to not even having an income there there was no spare change we done cashed in the cash jar you know there there was nothing none left and um that was that was a big change it was his next thing how much how much time did you spend with cliff well, let me tell you, we weren't spending much time with Cliff before he started this business because then he was working insurance and doing podcasting. And so, I mean, he was already working around the clock. From from the growing up that I had, I, my dad worked a lot. And so it wasn't all of that mind changing for me for the dad in my situation to not be around all the time. I mean, it wasn't... That wasn't really breaking anything for me because it's not something that I was used to anyway. I was 
I grew up with dad being at work and, you know, he, if he wasn't working, he was doing a side job to make more money. And, you know, um, he was always busy providing. And so when Cliff was always busy providing, it wasn't, it wasn't that much of a stretch for me that that wasn't out of the norm for me. Sometimes I wish he would work more now. I'm like, you spend way too much time up here. You're really starting to grate on my nerves. I love this man dearly, but let me tell you, he is an intense personality. And if you followed him for any amount of time, you know that. And there are some times when I'll be like, okay, I've had my fill. Can you go share with the rest of the world now? Because I'm full. Trust me. I- I'm full. I got it. I get it. He was... <laughs> All right. Brief... brief um distraction into our marriage he tells me the other day i'm gonna go for a walk and i'm gonna do this facebook live and it's gonna be about this and like 10 minutes later he's still telling me what it's gonna be about i said are you just gonna give it to a one person audience me or are you gonna go out and like share it with the rest of the world because i've heard it before i know this is where it's going you know i know where this is going and so you're kind of like not hitting your target audience here but if you need to keep talking, go right ahead. If not, I'm reading a book, so it's time for you to go. <laughs> um, and, I, and I say all of that jokingly. I think that most of the time he knows I'm poking fun at him. But, um, but I was just like, dude, go on. Go, go, share, go share your message with the world. I got it. I, I got it this time. Um, so, yeah, sometimes I wish he'd work a little more now. He's got all of this margin. I'm like, can we do something with that margin? Because... It's too wide. Uh, <laughs> what was it like being a single mom? That that's the same. That's the same as how much time did you spend with Cliff? Um, we spent no time with Cliff. I mean, I think he might have shown up for like ten minutes to swallow dinner. You know, the hamburger helper that I prepared, and and he was back at work. And um, and so what was it like? It was exhausting, like it is for any single mom. Only I wasn't a single mom. I was actually married to the man in the basement. Uh, and it was just, it wasn't that I looked at it as any, now I'm sure that I had my moments where I was like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted. And could he please like, you know, lift a pinky finger or something to show that he's in this with me. But it wasn't, I was willing to do anything that I had to do to make it work. And if that meant that I loved as a single mom for, you know, 16 to 18 months, which is about what it was, then that's that's what had to be done. And it wasn't it wasn't all of that a stretch it wasn't all that much of a stretch for me because being a mom is something that I love anyway. It is. I mean that and that that's for a whole nother show because there are things that I do not do for my kids um, intentionally as they have reached age appropriate ages because I want them to learn to do those things on their own. I'll tell you, side note, I have three teenagers and I don't wash any of their laundry. They've been responsible for washing their own laundry since they were old enough to learn how to work the the washing machine. And I have a 16-year-old son who washes his own laundry. Sometimes it's one shirt at a time as needed, but hey, he's doing it himself. I'm not going to complain. Um, so there are things that I don't do for my kids, but I love being a mom. And so that was not a stretch for me. That was not a stretch for me. I will tell you that there were many tears shed um, doing our monthly accounting it was either Cliff was in tears or I was in tears, but we were never in tears at the same time, mostly because when he was in tears, it's because I punched him in the nose. But 
I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like making him laugh, and I'm doing that a lot in this episode. Um, monthly accounting was hard because you had these expenses that had to get done, and and understanding that the business expenses had to be paid before the personal expenses, and then you're looking at the personal expenses going, this is a funny joke because... Either, you know, there's no money there to cover it, or it's really ridiculous that this family of five is living on this amount of money. And, um, but we made it, we made it work. We made it work. We made the sacrifices. We lived through the challenges. And was it worth it? (laughs) Hell yes, it was worth it. Every ounce, every ounce of it is working, was worth it. Um, We worked and worked, and then we worked some more. And it was so, so worth it. Because as my, one of my favorite, least favorite people in the world, Dave Ramsey says, sometimes you have to live like no one else, so that later in life, you can live like no one else. And let me tell you, being on the second side of that live like no one else is one of the best freaking places to be. The best freaking places to be. Your dream is worth it. You are worth it. If you want it, fight for it. Do whatever you have to do to make it happen. Guys, thank you so much. Um, If you're interested in Free the Dream, please go to freethedream.live. Find out everything you can. I am so excited to be sharing this message with you guys. Until next time, live your life on purpose. Well, there you go, my friends. That was episode number eight of the Thriving Mosaic podcast. My wife is absolutely awesome. I if, if that episode right there alone does not convince you to just pause right now, go into the, your podcast app, search for Thriving Mosaic, then I don't know what will. Uh, but there, I, w- I want to share with you one more podcast episode. And just to give you a, an overview of what you're about ready to hear, you're about ready to hear episode number nine of the Thriving Mosaic podcast. And here's the deal. Stephanie has, for the most part, been a quote unquote, it's crazy to say this, a silent partner in the business side of things here. Now, in the content creation of what we were doing with GSPN, which was our network and 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 to the world, we, we were creating tons and tons of free entertainment-based podcasts. So, and, and with Family from the Heart, we had this show where it, it, was, it was kind of us as a married couple. This is us together as a brand. And when it comes to the business side of things, when it comes to income generation, Stephanie is more of a silent partner. She doesn't do, she doesn't do things that are directly tied to bringing income into the business. And up till now, she's been perfectly fine with that. Her, her focus and in, in the, the season of life that she's been in, her focus has been on being the mom that she is. And she is a awesome mom. She is the most awesome mother that I've ever met. So, um, that's been her life, but recently and over the course of the last year or so, maybe even two years, Stephanie's starting to experience a little bit of her own dream coming alive inside of her, a dream of building her own brand, a, a dream of sharing her own message with the world, a message of freedom, a message of hope, a message of, well, all kinds of great things. But she's just at the early stages of figuring things out. And just recently, this week, earlier this week, 
Stephanie recorded episode number nine where she talks about how she feels stuck right now. And I have to be careful. Obviously, I help people who are just like Stephanie you know, get very clear. And I, we go out to lunch once a week uh, to talk about business-related stuff, and we're talking about these things. And, and she's very receptive, very open to all of that. But I, you know, I, I don't want to be the only one giving input to her, and I'm allowing her to have her own journey. And it, it, it is a beautiful thing seeing her open up to the possibilities that exist for her. And I'm going to let her share the rest of how she feels about where she is today in this journey from her own perspective, in her own words, sharing with you right now, episode nine of the Thriving Mosaic podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Thriving Mosaic. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And today, I kind of want to share what's on my mind because it's got to come out in some way or it will just keep driving me insane. Um, Today, I want to talk about building my own brand. And let me tell you, building my own brand kind of stinks in that there are so many different things that I want to say or that I want to share And trying to narrow that down has been rather difficult. But when I get down to the core of who I am and what I'm most passionate about, that seems pretty easy. But it's still hard to let all of the other things fall, not to the side, but not up front either. Does that make sense? Well, that's what we're going to go with. So so today I'm going to tell you, why do I want to make... Why, why do I want to do it? Why do I want to build my own brand? Why do I want to have my own thing? Well, duh, I want to have my own thing. I never intended to not have a job. I never intended to not be part of um, the rat race that so many people in, in America are, are part of. It was just never part of the plan, but plans change and doors open and doors close. And, you know, in through, through a series of circumstances, I found myself not working outside of my home and spending a good, um, a good amount of time being a stay at home mom. And I loved that love, love loved it. it it was an amazing time um i will forever be i will forever be grateful that i had that time and um it it really is one of my best it's one of the best things i've ever done it really is and so i i did that for a while and and i loved it and then I'm, you know, still raising my kids, but now I'm married to an entrepreneur and he's doing his own thing and I'm supporting him in doing that. Also doing, you know, some behind the scenes work. So now I'm working from home while still raising my kids and trying to help start um help start this business that is my husband's calling, that is my husband's passion and and watching him be excited and and things. And so that's been a fun, that's, that's been a fun ride, an incredible journey that I will never regret. 
because the things that have come out of that um, have changed the course of our lives forever. I'm currently living a life that I never imagined possible. But today on, you know, June, you know, in June of 2018, I am, you know, just shy of two months from sending my oldest child to college and looking at at my other two who, you know, one only has one more year of high school left and and watching my baby who really isn't a baby anymore and and seeing how taking this step into my next unknown will affect and change her is really exciting and really um, something that I'm looking forward to in how this next stage will change her last four or five years at home really is exciting. And so now it comes down to, you know, I've done the work thing. I did the stay-at-home mom thing. I did the wife of an entrepreneur thing. And I've done all of those things well, and I've loved each of them, but now I'm ready to do something for me. I, I, want, my, I want my own thing. And while I've never been um, discontent, I've been content in every season of life that I have been in. I don't think that my next season of life is all about other people. In that, I'm constantly just standing and supporting them in what they're doing. I will continue to do that. I mean, that is part of who I am, um, but it is not all I am. So I'm ready. I'm ready for something to be about me and what I want to share with the world. Although I've been sharing with the world for quite a long time, this will be new and exciting because I'll be doing it on my own. So I have a message that I want to share with the world and I'm ready to share it and I'm ready for it to be different from the prior stages that I've been in. So what is my message? What is it that I want to share with the world? Well, I remember last year, actually, it was actually a year ago. It was in June of um, 2017. Matthew had taken, Matthew is my son. Um, he's our my middle child. He is, um, oh my, I just, okay. So anyway, he took a two-week vacation with my in-laws. And at the end of the two weeks, he was um, not feeling well, and they still had a couple of days uh, before they were due home. And my husband and I had a business trip planned for the end of the week. And Matthew was going to miss us if he stayed with his um, grandparents for the remainder of their vacation. So he was sick and he was homesick and he knew that we were going to be leaving for our business trip before he got home. And when you put all of those together in a 15-year-old boy, he wanted to come home. So 
Cliff and I decided, Cliff is my husband for those who don't know, Cliff and I decided that um, we would go, we would go pick him up. So <laughs> I think it was like noon and we, it may have actually been later in the day than that, but we decided to get in the car and drive five hours to, um, to Douglas Lake in, in Tennessee to pick up Matthew and then we, you know, said hello for a few minutes to my in-laws. And then we got in the car and we drove five hours home. Um, I think we got home at like 2 a.m. So whatever time that actually. Oh, because we had stopped for dinner also on the way down. Anyway, in that drive, I, I tell you that whole story just to say that in that drive, Cliff and I were talking about my brand. This is how long I've actually been thinking on it and and um and feeling it and and moving forward in what I want to do is that in that drive, he says, what is it that you want to do? What what is your message? What is what are you an expert at? That that was the word that he used. What are you an expert at? Why jokingly answered because anyone who knows me knows that my first and um, most passionate language is sarcasm. I, I speak in it wholeheartedly with everything that I do. It aggravates many people around me and I try to hold it in sometimes, but sometimes it just can't be helped. And so in my first language of sarcasm, I turned to my husband and I said, freedom, that's the only thing that I'm an expert at. I'm just joking. And he looks at me and he says, I think you're on to something. I'm like, how can I be an expert in freedom? Like, come on. But freedom is the one thing that I have fought for and struggled through and held on to with everything that I have in me and is what I am most passionate about. And so you ask freedom, freedom from what? Free, freedom how? Well, for me, those things come in the form of freedom from past sexual abuse, freedom from performance-based Christianity, freedom from toxic relationships, even if those include family, freedom from the expectations of others. That's a big one. That's a very big one. And freedom from a boring routine which I've been a stay-at-home mom. I know all about having a boring routine. When you wake up and you do the same things every, every day, it, it's, it's crazy. Those are the things that, those are just some of the things that I have found freedom in and want to help other people find freedom in those things also. Well, so where am I today? Well, today, I know what my message is, and I'm trying to narrow down and pick who is my target audience. Well, who are the people that need the freedom of the things that I have experienced in freedom? That part is really tripping me up because my... My first and foremost answer is everyone. Everyone needs freedom. Everyone needs freedom. But clearly everyone cannot be my target audience. So I'm still stuck there. I, I'm not afraid to admit I'm, I'm stuck there. But once I find out 
who my target audience is, then I can start working on coming up with my own paid products and services, which also I'm still stuck on. And it's just, I have this desire, I have this passion, and finding these pinpoint things are are really tripping me up. And then I start doubting, well, can I do this? Well, I know I can do this. I know I can do this because I'm breaking free of the doubt that I can't do it. All of that says building a brand is not as easy as I thought it would be. Not th- Easy is not the right word. Easy is not the right word. I don't know what the right word is there. But I am struggling more than I thought I would with building my own brand. So I am still in this stuck phase and I don't want to be here anymore. Are there any of you who feel like this? Who are at a changing of seasons in life? Like me, you don't regret the past seasons, but you know that the next season is meant to be different. And you know that you have more to share, but you want to share in a way that is generating income. It's one of the reasons why I'm really excited for Free the Dream, because while this is something that my husband and I are working on. This conference is exactly for people like me. And I'm really looking forward to hearing the other speakers and internalizing that message. If you are where I am and you have a message that you want to share with the world and you are stuck, I would encourage you to check out Free the Dream. And as I'm saying this, I feel like this whole episode could be looked at as a commercial for Free the Dream, but that was not my intention when I started, I promise. I promise you. But it just struck me that like this whole thing could see, yeah, it's not. It really is where I am. And it really is the exact moment that I'm in, in my life. Freethedream.live, happening in September of 2018 in Franklin, Tennessee. Well, Free the Dream is happening in September. You can check it out at freethedream.live. I'm excited for the things that I will learn. I'm excited for the things that I will share. And I would be excited to meet you on your journey as well. Guys, thank you so much. I would pray that you, like me, would continue to live your life on purpose. Well, there you go, my friends. That is Stephanie's most recent episode. And I thought that sharing those two episodes would do two things. Number one, to let you know how awesome my wife is, if you don't already know how awesome she is. Number two, introduce you to the fact that she has her own podcast. And by now, if you've, I mean, if you have heard her voice and said, wow, I really like her perspective. I like what she has to say. I like how she shows up in the world. Then hopefully you'll go and subscribe to the Thriving Mosaic podcast. 
And number three, uh, what number three is that, well, now if you didn't already know who Stephanie is, if you haven't been following my journey and, and all of this other stuff that I'm doing out there in the world and the fact that Stephanie and I have been podcasting together for you know tw- over 12 years now, if, if that's the case, then hopefully now I've introduced you to my wife and also got you excited about the fact that Stephanie is speaking at the Free the Dream conference. Now, the topic that she'll be speaking on is the, the, the what is it, the journey of the, entrep- the spouse of the entrepreneur. So for what she's gonna share is the five different stages that the spouse of an entrepreneur needs to navigate to, to contribute to a thriving marriage and a successful business. And it's going to be an incredible message that she's going to deliver. Uh, she's already been working on it through the SCORE conference that we went to together, which is a speaker training conference. We've been continuing to, to uh, clarify what, what exactly she's going to share about each of the five stages. Um, and, and by the way, if you are the entrepreneur in your family or the one the entrepreneur the wannabe entrepreneur in your family if you're getting ready to take the leap or dis, or you're even considering the leap i encourage you to bring your spouse with you whether you're male then or female just bring your spouse with you what stephanie is going to share will be extremely valuable to both of you and your marriage if you're married hands down what stephanie will share from the stage will be life transformational for your marriage if you are married and you are either embarking upon or on the entrepreneurial journey. And by the way, this is whether you're or not your spouse is completely on board, uh, you're working together already, if you are uh, working on your dream and your spouse doesn't quite get it or understand it, wherever they are on the spectrum, bring your spouse. Freethedream.live, freethedream.live. Head over there today, register today, and come hear Stephanie's talk at Free the Dream. Guys, until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level.